Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, July 6th. S&P futures are rallying 30 points. That's about 1%. The major European indices are also rallying. They're up about 1.2 to 1.4%. There is cyclical outperformance in Europe. So banks are, are especially strong, up about 3%. Autos are also doing very well, up over 2%. Asia was a big standout overnight, especially China. The Shanghai comp um, enjoyed uh, huge gains overnight extending a recent rally that's become somewhat parabolic over the last few days. So the Shanghai comp is up nearly 6% today. Um, so very, um, you know, head, head scratching rally, very puzzling, really no news out to really cite, especially on China. Most of the major wires are kind of uh, attributing the global strength and equities to quote unquote China, just saying how Chinese stock surge is helping sentiment around the world. Um, you know, very thin reason for the strength. Um, and then again, you dig down deeper into China and try to look for a fundamental catalyst. It's very hard to find one. You did have a very strong Cation Services PMI that came out Friday morning before the Friday open in China. So unclear why that would necessarily catalyze, um, you know, a 6% rally today. A lot of the wires are deciding how, um, you know, you are seeing a growth rebound in China. Again, the there's really no incremental data. This is kind of more just thematically citing a growth rebound in China, the success they're having in containing COVID, which is very legitimate. Um, and then, of course, stimulus, even though, again, there's really not a lot of incremental, um, there's no incremental stimulus news out today, especially as it concerns China. Um you know, so again, a little, a little puzzling as to why China is so strong, and then as to why that's necessarily spurring a big uh, rally in global equities. But that is the, um, you know, that is the kind of main narrative for this morning thus far. Other than the Chinese equity strength, you know, there's really not a lot incremental to talk about, especially from the U.S. The narrative is very much the same, and if anything, I think the narrative, you know, is, is deteriorating at the margin. So you had another weekend of very troubling COVID cases. As far as transmissions are concerned, you are not seeing a commensurate increase in hospitalizations or fatalities, although you are seeing hospitalizations at least begin to increase. So you have a lot of more reports about hospital systems in certain major cities, um, you know, coming under strain and hitting capacity, especially in Texas. Um, you know, so again, nothing to really be so excited about. I know Trump made a remark about how 99% of all COVID cases are harmless. Um, you know, that's an absurd statement that was cited as such by most health officials. But, you know, I don't know if that's, um, you know, making markets feel uh, more positive about what you're seeing on the COVID front. Um, you know, and you are seeing, you know, notwithstanding the Friday jobs report, which is very strong, you are seeing the COVID surge show up in some of the more high frequency numbers. So remember that jobs report Friday, the reference week was about mid-June. So it's, it's quite stale at this point. And you have seen, um, you know, like I said, some of these higher frequency measures of economic activity are starting to show a softening in momentum as a result of um, in the you know, COVID numbers. And while you are not seeing politicians re-implement wholesale lockdowns, and they probably won't, they're again, they're being more surgical um, in their mitigation measures, you are going to see economic behavior respond to it. And that's the real risk. You see a reversal 
of um, you know the economic normalization process that had started to occur, um, you know, back in May, and then and then for the initial weeks of June, that starts to pause and reverse. That's going to have um, you know it's obviously going to have implications for the growth numbers that we see in the market. Um, you know, there was an article on NBC News that over the weekend about how the White House is rolling out this entire new COVID messaging this week. Um, part of that will be apparently citing um, a White House official, quote unquote, market moving drug data. Um, again, unclear what that really means. You know, I think all the data that we've seen so far has either been outright disappointing or it's been quite preliminary. You had another kind of failure in one of the, um, you know, another uh, one of the drugs initially several months ago that had been thought to possibly been helpful in treating COVID. Um and that that trial failed, and we've obviously had other failures too from drugs that initially had a lot of hype around them. So I would be very skeptical of any data that gets published, especially by the White House. Um, you know, again, I think the medical community is working extraordinarily hard. No, no one should be criticizing them. The criticism is more just on um, you know the market narrative around some of the medical treatments, and then you know certain politicians who may hype up um, you know the the prospect of an imminent medical breakthrough. Um, so again, relatively puzzling, quiet morning of news. Um, in terms of M&A, there were two notable deals. So Berkshire struck an agreement to buy certain assets from Dominion Health. Nothing to get really excited about at all. I know a lot of people have been wondering um, when and if Buffett would deploy Berkshire's enormous cash hoard and take advantage of the market. Um, you know, this really does not count as a large deal. It's quite small as far as um, depleting Berkshire's cash. So nothing to get really all that excited about. Uber apparently has struck a formal agreement to buy Postmates, according to Bloomberg. That will be on the tape today. Um, according to that article, you'll see a formal deal announcement. Um, otherwise, again, nothing uh, all that incremental to mention over the weekend. Um, on the political front, again, it's more of the same similar to COVID, where you have you know more poll indications pointing to a, a Trump loss in November. Again, if the election were held, Tomorrow, um, you know, Trump would lose badly. There still is a lot of time to turn things around. Obviously, the conventions haven't occurred. The debates haven't occurred. Um, so there are certainly several more months to go in this race. But again, as things stand, I think the market really should be preparing itself for a, uh, a Biden presidency and possibly, you know, complete Democratic control, depending on, on how things turn out in the Senate. For the calendar uh, this week, as far as scheduled news, there really is not a whole lot. You have a couple of economic data points, none of which should be terribly market moving. You have a few very minor earnings reports as far as scheduled earnings reports. You are in kind of the un informal pre-announcement season. So to the extent companies, um, you know, to the extent street estimates for Q2 right now are far away from where companies actually came in, you are going to see some updates occur this week and next week ahead of the um, you know, formal start of the earnings season, which begins early next week with the banks. Um, you do have a few events in Europe. So Brexit negotiations are going to be continuing this week. Apparently, Eurozone officials will be putting out a revised version of that 750 bailout agreement aimed at placating the quote unquote frugal four countries. Um, you need, you know, remember, you need unanimous support in Europe to pass um, any type of legislation of that size. And so uh, Germany is leading an effort to kind of get everyone on board. So they may release a modified version of that plan this week. Um, you know, I think the market assumes that plan will eventually go into effect. So I don't think that will be a huge mover of the market. Facebook executives tomorrow are apparently meeting with some civil rights groups as they aim to 
quell the advertising boycott. Um, again, more Facebook specific than I think for the broader market. Um, so again, not a lot on the calendar this week as far as scheduled news. In terms of today, specifically on Monday, you have just the U.S. manufacturing ISM at 10 a.m. That is kind of it. So again, very, very slow week of news. Um, and then we have earnings that kick off next week. And that's really going to be kind of the next major catalyst. So uh, in terms of my views on the tape, again, nothing's really changed. So I still think you have fundamental fair value around 2900. Um, you know, this rally this morning is quite perplexing. I appreciate the Chinese rally and then and then how that is kind of, um, you know, creating gains across the world. But in terms of fundamental news, again, um, very minimal uh, out in the last 72 hours. So that is everything for today. I, I did publish a bunch of kind of uh, strategy pieces in the last week. So I have links to everything in the piece today, um, including the monthly piece for June, obviously the weekly piece that was out last Thursday, um, then a couple of other items to uh, be aware of. So you can take a look at those too. Thank you everyone for listening.